even though he went 20 years without it. Yeah, well, I'm... <laughs> and uh, wears glasses on a rope. Yeah, yeah. wears glasses on a rope. Self-medicating and, you know, his and, glaucoma. Yeah, so, and, and, and bumps into things at random times, you know. <laughs> it shouldn't be driving at night. But other than that, I'm doing great. Hi, I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. And this is What Should You Ask? So today we're talking about visiting eye doctors and all things eye-related, right? Right. We're going to talk about glasses, when to wear them, about what time you start needing glasses. Do you ever think about contacts, LASIKs? We're going to get into all things eyes. Have you ever thought about wearing contacts? No, I really only need glasses uh, when I'm reading small print, but I figured out how to solve that. You just keep buying a bigger iPad. And a- <laughs> And a Either bigger screen, the large, the large print, <laughs> large print version. So I need them a little bit for distance, mostly for up close. And I, the thought of putting something in my eye and then it gets, I've got, you know, germs on my hands. I put them in my eyes. I just, yeah. I don't need another thing you know, to those, worry about. You know, those contacts that really, that technology really hasn't been proven yet, you know? <laughs> yeah. But then I'll have to deal with those little cups and the liquids and, you know, I just... Yeah, that's like one time with my father-in-law. He said, you know, I asked him, was he, why didn't he, you know, start get a hearing aid? He said, well, once I get one of those, I'll just be dependent on it. <laughs> and I said, oh, okay. So, yeah, I wouldn't start those contacts because then you just have to wear them all the time. Don't start it now. So, to, Todd, you're gla- you have to wear glasses for reading. What's like your go-to pair of glasses? I have... These little click glasses that I bought, I, they're probably not good for me. They'll probably cause me to go cross-eyed, but I, I bought them and they click and I wear them around my neck all the time. And my kids ask me, where are your old person glasses? So, Do you ever like lose your glasses? Yes. I have eyeglasses are tucked everywhere. I've got them in my house. I leave them on the water fountain at the law office. I've got them all over the place. When I buy these click glasses, I buy three pair yeah. at a time. So well, they come in a three-pack, surely, don't they? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in a free bowl of soup, you know. Although I think Henry, they, Henry's got a bad right eye. He may have to have glasses. And my wife, he was like, okay, I'll get glasses. And my wife's like, no, 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 you don't understand. Once you're in, it's forever. So we're trying to hold off as long as we can. No good. Well, it's a good thing he's not a boxer because he'd get worn out on that side. Like the, the, uh, <laughs> the blind spot. Like the Rocky. He, he, he couldn't <laughs> see out of his left eye and he kept getting hit on his left side. Yeah. I, remember, I was watching down the playing the other day. Today on What Should You Ask, our guest is optometrist Jennifer Gibson from the Eye Center of Paducah. She will answer our questions about visiting an eye doctor beyond which frame will look good. Keep listening to What Should You Ask. I've always prided myself on being a hard worker, but thanks to the accident, I can't even get out of bed. I need help, but I don't even know where to start. Talk to attorneys Farmer and Wright right away. The more recent the accident, the easier it is for them to investigate, defend you, and get compensation. I've never had to get a lawyer before. Isn't the insurance company going to help? You can't always rely on insurance companies. That's why you need Farmer and Wright. Go online to FarmerWright, that's right with a W, dot com. Welcome back. I'm Sam Wright, and thanks for joining us on What Should You Ask? So today we have Dr. Jennifer Gibson from the Eye Center of Paducah, correct? Correct. And so how long have you um, owned, can I call it an optometry center? Do mm-hmm. I call it a optical optical center? Mm-hmm. How long have you owned an optical center in Kentucky? 
we started, my husband and I started the Eye Center Paducah 10 years ago in Paducah. So it's always been in Paducah and it was um, our little baby 10 years ago we started. And so I actually, full disclosure, I actually go to you all for my eye care um, and you all do have an off, do you have an office dog? Yeah, you do. That yes. little dog that walks mm-hmm. around. We've had an office dog almost since we started. Now I used to rescue senior dogs, so they didn't stick around very long. Short um, shelf it, life. Yeah, it was a, it was a lot of changeover on the office dog, but this new one, Mabel is actually just a year old. So she may be around for a while. So how did you end up, um, as an optometrist? Well, that's a good story also. My father is actually blind. He has a very rare eye disease called retinitis pigmentosa. He was diagnosed in his early 20s, not just a year after my mom and he were married. And the prognosis was pretty grim as far as his vision Mm -hmm. goes. So um, he had to quit teaching and driving at age 40. And then he slowly continued to lose his vision. So he stopped driving at 40. Yes. Wow. And um, that is what spurred me to get into the eye business, eyeballs, just helping people see better when he couldn't. Got it. Um, Okay. So we hear folks talk about optometrists and ophthalmologists. What is the difference? So an ophthalmologist is a surgeon. They do medical school and then several years after medical school, learning to do surgery. And an optometrist is, we we treat disease, we check eyes, um, but we don't operate per se. So we do four years of undergrad and then we do four years of optometry school. Oh, okay. So we everybody talks about how often you got to visit your local dentist, right? How often should you go see your optometrist? Like once a month? Once a year. Jared would like for me to say once a month, <laughs> but in good faith, once a year for so sure. So once a year. And so is it like cyclical? Like do all the kids come in right before school starts to get their eyes checked and all that stuff? Yeah, I had to take two mental health days at the end of August because it was just crazy with back to school. We would, I know one day Dr. Jordan Davis is a, uh, my associate that works in the office with me. And I think between the two of us, we saw maybe 26 kids, kid exams. Wow. <laughs> so um, let's talk about what like a normal eye examination is like. So remember, didn't they used to have some test with a like a red barn do you remember that? Yes, ours is a hot air balloon. It's the same test. It's that's an auto refractor. It gives an estimate of your prescription. Did it, it gives, used to be a red barn? It, there are some they, okay. that are a red barn. Yes, got it. Different companies make different. So, like ones. when you go to the eye doctor, because some people may be afraid of it. I don't like people touching my eyes. But <laughs> what, like, what's what's the standard deal to go to the eye doctor to get a, a checkup? So the process works. I have a technician, um, and she will start the process with the autorefractor, the red barn, or the hot air balloon. And then um, she gets estimates, and then she'll check your vision, see how you're seeing out of your glasses, without your glasses. And it's all through this machine, right? Like she's not flipping things, or is she? No, I do that. That's okay. me. So once I get some baseline readings on if your your vision has changed, how you see through your glasses is decreased, then I'll come in and do what we call a refraction, which is the one-two test. Gives a lot of people anxiety. I'm here to tell today. I told Jared, like, this is one thing I'm going to talk about. I get asked this almost daily. Well, what am I supposed to say? Or am I doing it right? And if I think the biggest mistake that people make are overthinking it. They overthink the On refraction. Which one's one or two. Yes. It drives me crazy. I, it does every, most people have a lot of anxiety over it, but there's really no right or wrong answer. You just, if you can't tell the difference, we want to know that. We, you, so is it okay to say I can't? A hundred percent. I think I've told the, your 
Jordan. Jordan. I think I've told Jordan that before. Like, yeah. I, I can't freaking tell. Yeah. And and I think some people overthink it. And then, then it's one, two, one. Like, they, I don't know. Let's see them again. Let's see them again. I need to see them again. <laughs> what about eyes being dilated? Also, another thing I absolutely hate. Yes. It's it. Everyone hates it, but it's kind of a necessary evil. It allows us to see the entire retina. Um, now, luckily, we have cameras that a lot of times can prevent you from having to be dilated. That um, can photograph the entire retina without dilation oh, in, in young, good. healthy people. Um, and how do you define young? Under sixty. Okay, I'm you're in. still young. I'm not. <laughs> I'm in. Uncommon tests that people may not know about. Is there anything that's like really interesting? Or- well, there are some interesting things with the camera I was just talking about and the, the retina. The dilation actually picks up on, we are a lot of times the per- first people to diagnose diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So that is, inter- to me, that's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> is there a symptom or something related to your eyesight or your vision where you're like, holy cow, you've got to go see a doctor like immediately? Yes, and unfortunately, one of our best friends last Friday called me and it, he said, I have some new floaters. I've been seeing flashes of lights. I've kind of got this curtain-like vision, coming de- curtain-like coming down over my vision. And that is a 911. You've got to get somewhere. Wow. So he had a full-blown retinal detachment. And oh, you're kidding. He was in surgery in Louisville within 48 hours. Oh, wow. Okay. So I... Tore my something. I was using a tiller and a rock flew up and hit me in the eye. And it didn't feel like it hurt at all. This was years ago, back when I lived on Woodland. And I woke up the next day and, I mean, could barely open my eye. So what was it? The cornea actually has the most nerve endings of any part of your body. So the T90s little injury to it, well, it is some of the worst pain you can have. But it's also fast healing. So I imagine you weren't in pain for a super no, long and time. No, and I went to see Jeff Taylor, mm-hmm. and I got some drops or something, yeah. and they and it didn't hurt Numbing drops. But yes. yeah, it is. it can be, the tiniest thing can be so painful. Yes. Okay, so we're going to take a short break. When we return, we'll discuss common eye disorders. We're going to discuss LASIK surgery, which is frightening to me. And we're going to talk about glasses versus contacts. This is What Should You Ask? I never thought I'd need Social Security disability benefits, but I've been out of work for over a year now due to my medical condition. How do Social Security disability benefits even work? It's time to contact attorneys Farmer and Wright. They specialize in helping people just like you get the benefits they need. But I'm not even sure what to apply for. There are Social Security disability insurance benefits and supplemental security income. When you need to fill out your claim, talk to Farmer and Wright first. Go online to FarmerWright, that's right with a W, dot com. Welcome back. I'm Todd Farmer. And I'm Sam Wright. Thanks for joining us on What Should You Ask? We have optometrist Jennifer Gibson with us today, and she is going to answer all questions about eyes and eye exams. And let's just deal with the monkey in the room, right? Let's just get to the elephant. Is it monkey in the room? monkey in the room? No, I think it's the elephant. It's the elephant in the room. Well, there you go. So, um, Todd suffers from glaucoma. Everybody... You know, everybody can't have glaucoma, right? Because that seems, is that the go-to to ask for the marijuana prescription? I do get asked almost daily. If if their pressure if my eye pressure is high, am I going to get marijuana prescription for marijuana? <laughs> and what's the answer to that? <laughs> that is no. So can, can you write a script for it? Not here in Kentucky. So okay. wait a minute. So if your eye pressure is, 
I don't know how this works. So if your eye pressure is above a certain level, yes, then you have is that a sign of glaucoma? Yes, and truthfully, marijuana does THC does lower eye pressure, so it 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 could theoretically be a treatment. However, we have eye drops that lower the pressure. One eye drop will lower well, for twelve near as fun. twelve hours, whereas <laughs> one joint will lower it for about thirty minutes. So you would really have to smoke every thirty minutes. So tell us about glasses versus contacts. Do you have a preference? Well, I do. Yes, I love contacts. I see. I be you don't wear. You've never worn contacts. No, I will not put them in my eyes. So, First of all, also I've got these bifocals or whatever they're called. My wife wore contacts forever, and I pleaded with her to get LASIK surgery. Probably for fifteen years. After wearing them for 12 hours, she would come home and say, I cannot wait to get these contacts out because my eyes are hurting. And finally, I was like, don't tell me that again. (laughs) Don't tell me. Either go get the LASIK surgery. So did she get LASIK? Yeah, about five years later. Yeah, she's had it. She had a great result. I've had LASIK. You have? So does it only last for so long? Well, no. Some people, it can regress, but the reason they say that is because people turn 40 and go back into reading glasses. So they think their LASIK isn't working anymore. But theoretically, LASIK is only for distance vision. My distance vision is really pretty good, mm-hmm. but I'm struggling with, uh, you know, reading. So I would not be a candidate. Absolutely for not. Well, do you, you sell those at your store? What Todd has around his neck? Do you see those? So absolutely for not for the listeners. <laughs> they're probably bad. A, do you remember? It's, okay, hold on. They need to know what it is. So there are these eyeglasses on a rope, essentially, and they break apart in the center. They have and they have magnets. Okay. Did you ever? This is going to tell you how old I am. Did you ever see the movie The Jerk with Steve Martin? I have. Yeah. Okay. So he invents this thing called the Optigrab, which was like glasses that had a little hook on the top of them so you could pick them on and off. And and the 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 stick of the movie was it caused everybody to go cross-eyed. So everybody, so he's this big successful guy, and a year later, everybody that he sold them to, their eyes were cross-eyed. So glasses or contacts, is it whatever somebody prefers or yeah, is it depending a, on their contacts vision? contacts aren't for everyone, you know, co- Astigmatism contacts are a little bit more difficult. Bifocal contacts are more difficult to fit. So they, there's not a, they're not for everyone. So I could get contacts that have the vision up here and down here. Mm-hmm. Would I like them or no? Um, a lot of people like them. I don't know. It's hard to say. You just have to try them. But you'd have to hold me yeah, down to get a contact. You're going to be in a wean eye. about putting them in. So no, you won't like them. <laughs> yeah. So just forget it. <laughs> so all right, true or false? Staring at a computer screen makes your eyes worse. True, to an extent. So we're, there's a lot of studies coming out now about blue light. That's one of the biggest oh, I questions saw a I get. About that this week, I ask. And at first, I was all in, and that it was a gimmick. Like I thought, this is just something else they're going to tr- try to get us to sell. But then, as the studies have progressed, yeah, it, it really can cause some harmful things. Which, when I started this t- 10, 12 years ago, we were seeing people get cataracts taken out at eighty plus. Mm-hmm. It. I would say the average now is 65, 66. Really? And so what's changed? Yeah, the environmental could be some causes, no, but it's the it's, we're stuff. staring at the computers all day long. Yeah. So so you can get LASIK if your distance vision is off, mm-hmm. but for like reading, LASIK isn't going to do a thing for Correct. you. And so what happens is people go and get it, and there are surgeons that will do it over 40, but people go and get it and they, they say, oh, you just won't be able to read. You'll have to have reading glasses 
to read, but Todd, you can understand your food is blurry. I mean, everything in this world is blurry. Yeah. So you really have to have a magnetic you know, the funny thing around thing, your neck all yeah. the time. Is it 40 or 45 when it happens? It starts at 40. Not everybody is symptomatic at 40, but it begins at 40. Mine dropped like a rock. Listen, I didn't get an eye exam. Well, this I probably shouldn't say this. I didn't get an eye <laughs> exam for 24 years. Okay. <laughs> and and then all of a sudden one day it was like a light switch. Yeah. And uh, who was doing my exam said, well, let me guess, you're about 42. And I was like, that's it. And it was like a light switch. I was, I had, couldn't see anything. So I went to see Jordan, your other, mm-hmm. your doctor at your office. And she's, you know, flipping that we went over the back and forth stuff. The one, what, two, one, which two. is better. Yeah. Anxiety. I know. And so she starts flipping them like, no, I really want to be able to see. So she did something, I guess, put a Coke bottle in front of me and flipped on a spotlight. Mm-hmm. And that is when I could absolutely freaking see. Yeah. It was wonderful. I got a question. So does, I know your vision changes, but like with my son, it seems like at one point he was struggling a little bit with seeing. And then when he came back the next time, magically it was better. Does that happen? It can. Yes, it's not the norm, but it definitely can. So when you're farsighted, especially in children, farsighted is a short eyeball front to back. So as they grow, it grows longer and they can become less farsighted and end up normal. So there you go. Hmm. On the flip side of that, nearsighted is a long eyeball front to back. So if you start out just a little bit nearsighted, those are the people that change every six months because they're growing and becoming more nearsighted. Well, this has been informative. We I love having guests that like to talk. Yes, that are willing to talk. Oh, it makes it so much fun when we have people. Well, I want to thank uh, Jennifer Gibson of the Eye Center Paducah for coming in today. Uh, They will take really good care of you. So if you've got any um, needs or you need to have your eyes checked, which I would really recommend, we'll be providing Jennifer's uh, social media links and uh, her phone number for the Eye Center of Paducah. And Jennifer, thanks again for coming in. Thank you for having me. If you like what you've heard, make sure to follow us on social media and subscribe to where you listen to podcasts. If you loved what you heard, then leave us a review where you listen and tell anybody that we're at whatshouldyouask.live and we'll see you next Wednesday. Every Wednesday, we ask what should you ask about life topics, so make sure you come back to hear about what we're asking. What Should You Ask is hosted by Todd Farmer and Sam Wright. The producer is Jennifer Caldwell. Visit whatshouldyouask.live to download additional episodes, suggest a future topic, or get a free book from the host. The information provided on this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered as legal advice on any subject matter. You should not act or refrain from acting based on any content mentioned without seeking legal or other professional advice in your area. The hosts, guests, and sponsors remove themselves from all liability for actions you take or fail to take based on any content in this broadcast.